0: Got a question or opinion? Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas.
1: Perfect song to bring us in, top of the five o'clock hour, because we've got Bob Stoops brought to you by Modelo, and as Coach Stoops told us a few weeks ago, this was his uh, his favorite Toby Keith song, and the favorite song of many Toby Keith uh, fans out there, and Coach One, thanks, uh, thanks for doing this too, I, I'm just going to open it up to you, it's been a tough two days around here, I'm sure it has been for you as well, um, just how you've handled the news, and the, the friends that you two were, I just, I just want you to speak on uh, you and Toby's relationship, if you don't mind.
2: Yeah, it's just incredibly hard for, for so many, not just me, but I mean, Toby had that way about him of making everybody feel close to him. And, and uh, naturally and uh, as iconic and as big a figure as he is and you know, as he was, he, you know, he was so down to earth and such a good guy, you know, so it hurts. It's, It's really hard, and uh, hard for everybody, and ask everybody out there, really pray for, you know, pray for Trisha and his his kids and his family. Uh, So anyway, yeah, just incredibly, incredibly hard.
3: Do you remember your first interaction with him? I got to imagine, as close as he was with all of the Oklahoma athletic programs, he had to be one of the, the first people there to welcome you in when you got hired.
2: You know, I didn't really uh, meet up with Toby until after, uh, till around the national championship. You know, I saw him out there singing the, the national anthem, and I was like, man, that gave me such a good feeling. Like, oh man, we're we're winning this tonight. I, we got our guys singing the national mm-hmm. anthem, and uh, just gave me a great confidence and a feeling. and And then we started hanging out after the game. Uh, after, after the game, uh, he he hung around. We were not only he and i but everybody we were up all night and uh, and then little by little kept running into each other you know at the time he made it big he was still busy i was busy coaching and but we kept finding each other and then after a while i don't know you know we started traveling together or you know taking some trips together trisha and he and carol and i and and other people and and uh so just little by little we just Gravitated more and more to each other, and a lot of golf trips, a lot of golf, um, even out at Belmar, you know. So a lot of fun, just uh, too many fun, great memories to even talk about. There's there's so many I can't count them
1: all. Well, your brother oh. Mike joined us on Tuesday and told us about one. He he saw a photo and I guess he heard about the time that when you were being inducted in the in the Hall of Fame out in Vegas, that after the ceremony, I believe is what Mike said. That you guys are just hanging out, and he's just singing with people in the street, you know, singing with people in bars and restaurants. So, <laughs> what's it yep. like to be hanging out with a Bob, well, a country music icon, and he's just a normal guy cutting it up with normal people? That, that had to be amazing.
2: That was any time you were out with Toby. It usually wasn't a matter of was he going to get up and sing. It was just when is he going to get up and sing, and it didn't matter what the joint was, who the guy was singing. Didn't matter what genre he was singing, Toby could sing it. You know, Big T could he could sing. uh, You know, the blues, rock and roll, whatever it was. I mean, I've seen him I don't know um, umpteen times with Sammy Hagar uh, down at Cabo Wabo, and I mean he fits right in. So anyway, uh, no, that was him. He that was his joy. He he loved to entertain, loved to sing. And like I say, he's so talented. He knew the lyrics to everything to any any song you could pull up. And uh, you know, and he he got a lot of joy out of it. You know, just being out there with anybody that 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 might be you know out there singing. And and uh, he had that way about him. He was always whoever it was. They were always glad to have him join in.
3: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, gonna be missed. Gonna be missed. Oh. Well. Coach, yeah. we got the Super Bowl this weekend. Uh, we got a bunch of Sooners out there. It, I think it's going to be a great game. You got, you know, kind of some contrasting styles a little bit on some things, but uh, should make for a great matchup. You got any thoughts about it?
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, great game. Great matchups. Um, you know, I got guys on each side. I got three guys each on each place, so I can't, <laughs> I can't really have a side uh, whatsoever. Um, you know, so I'm just I'm just excited to watch it, and hopefully all of our guys, uh, OU guys plus George Kittle, hopefully they all do well and and have good games.
1: We bring up Baker Mayfield uh, with you a lot, and you always say you're not surprised. Well, he went out, he was a Pro Bowler, and he won Pro Bowl Offensive MVP. Bob, I'm gonna guess once again, you're not surprised about what he accomplished this year.
2: No, heck no, come on, man, do you give that guy any. Uh, half a half a chance, and he's going to make the most of it. You know, with any kind of team that has any kind of direction and and coaching and some skill around them, and he's going to he's going to win. He's going to succeed, and uh, it never surprises me. And I really believe his his future still uh, on its way up is going to continue to rise. And uh, I mean, if I'm a betting man, I'd be betting on him.
3: Uh, you you're getting close to getting busy. Um, the schedule is out for the UFL. You guys are the the opening game, Birmingham Stallions and the Arlington Renegades. That's going to be on noon, March 30th on Fox. Uh, what's, what's, uh, what's it all going to look like as you start to gear up for the season?
2: Yeah, we, we played the uh, defending USFL champs, the uh, Birmingham Stallions, as you said, at Choctaw Stadium in Arlington, uh, March 30th at noon. So it's exciting. You know, we we start practice here at the end of February. And, uh, you know, got a four-week lead up to game week. And, you know, a lot of our team will be back. Luis Perez, our quarterback, will be back. And he did a great job for us. So, anyway, it's exciting and it's fun. You guys got to come down and see a game and join us.
1: Yeah, or we can just, Teddy, we can go to uh, your old stomping grounds because they play at the Michigan Panthers They'll be playing at Ford Field in Week Six.
3: Oh, that's going to be cool. That'll be really yep. cool. That's a that's an awesome stadium.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, so anyway, looking forward to that. But uh, but anyway, yeah.
3: All right, Coach. Well, we appreciate you joining us. I know it's been a hard couple of days, and uh, we just we always uh, appreciate you stopping by the show, and look forward to hearing from you again soon. And we'll have uh,
1: some Red Solo Cup drinks for you on Saturday for Bedlam, since they're handing them hey, out there at the, the LCC. Red
2: Solo Cup. Filled with some rock and roll tequila, right? <laughs> you got it. Yes, you sir. Go, you Coach. got that. Uh, all right. All right, Coach.
3: Good to be with you. There you, you. go. There's Coach Stoops. Uh good to hear from Coach. Well,
1: I got his Tell permission now about... to put some rock and roll tequila in that Red Solo Cup on Saturday. I'm gonna I don't know why you wouldn't make that a thing. I don't know why you wouldn't. The only thing keeping me from uh rock and roll tequila in Red Solo Cups, the uh the ticket prices are sure taking a hike for this Saturday's game. That's good, though. That is a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to do everything I can to to find my way in that place because I just – judging by the ticket prices, judging what they're doing to honor Toby Keith, um, it's a 6 p.m. game on a Saturday night. I feel like it's going to be a pretty energy- – oh, well, I mean, the, the final Bedlam basketball game in Norman until I, I don't know when. So there's a lot of things going into this game that I – it's going to be a really good crowd, man. Maybe – Man, outside the Texas game, I mean, it probably will rival that potentially. Yeah,
3: it should. Um, we – this is a – there's a lot on – I mean, there's – I know Oklahoma State, they're last in their conference. They're 2-8 and eight in conference, 10-13 and 13 overall. So, you kind of – you look at it as, you know, as far as competitively – it doesn't feel like it's going to be a, a can't miss game, but that's not necessarily why you, you feel like a bunch of people are going, but you know, it's a rival and opportunity to win a home game. You got the red solo cup situation going on. I'm with you. I think it should be an awesome atmosphere and coming off the second half they had against BYU. You hope they've got it going offensively and can get the crowd into the game. You know, last time, in that that home game against Tech, they just they could never really, nope, uh, never really get the crowd into it. So well, they did it late in the second half. By me, I'm sorry, I'm talking about the Texas game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Texas, yeah. they
1: couldn't. Tech, they did. Owe gets a steal yeah. and a dunk, and they get up. Was it nine at that point? And blow the lead. So Teddy, let this be the first time in a couple of years that they have an awesome home crowd, and they give them something to cheer about, and they win the game. Because that was yeah. the. Uh, That was the sad joke after the Texas game. It's like, Jace, they keep getting people in this thing, but they don't deliver a performance for everyone when we're there. Well, let's let's change that on on Saturday, please.
3: Uh, And it's going to be – you wouldn't think uh, a home game, an awesome celebration hopefully against the team that's dead last in the standings. You wouldn't think that that would create a a really nervous basketball team, but – considering some of the other circumstances the record against uh, against your rivals and it, it's gonna be a team that's probably gonna have some nervous energy and they come out but if they can get rolling then I think the, they should be able to separate pretty easily sure Did Famous he, last words from me d- yeah
1: oh God no kidding blame Teddy at Ted layman 11 if they lose on Saturday <laughs> night please a- as if he'll check his Twitter on a Saturday night or throughout the weekend yeah right um happening Boy, doesn't seem like there's been a whole lot of uh, budging going on in terms of the whole uh, future of, of Bedlam, the two in-state teams playing each other in major sports, I, none whatsoever when it comes to football. Um, I Porter said last year that he'd like to continue to play these guys moving forward, but I just I haven't heard anything on definitely football, but even like men's basketball moving forward that they're gonna try and schedule this thing here in the next few years. So this probably is going to be the last Bedlam home game in Norman for quite some time unless you've heard something different than I have. I haven't.
3: Um, I I don't know. I think it's I think it's a mistake not to, but I I think I think I don't know. I guess you you hear you hear multiple things, I right? I mean, I remember last year asking Patty Gasso about it because what Gajewski had come out and said that he tried to, you know, talk to them about scheduling a game and no one wanted to talk to he him. He put
1: the blame on OU for sure last year, Yeah, yes.
3: and asked Patty Gasso about that and she said, uh, no, that's, I've, never talked to me, never called me, no one's ever mentioned it to me. I've heard nothing of Oklahoma State reaching out trying to schedule uh, a softball game in the future. So, I, I who knows? Like I I understand 100% if Oklahoma State is content with separating and not playing again in anything. I I can I can get that if if I was Oklahoma State um, if I'm Oklahoma, I personally think it's something that's good for the state. That's good for both programs. Uh, the fans, financially,
1: it definitely is a good thing for both. Yeah, programs.
3: financially, it makes sense. It's an easy non-conference game where you don't have to spend uh, however much it costs to travel. Uh, it makes sense for a million reasons. I mean, typically, and you know, I think it varies year by year in some sports, but typically. Fairly competitive in, in most sports with each other, so I, I don't know. It makes a ton of sense to me. But then again, I there's Oklahoma fans that are like, screw them. I don't care if we ever play them again. Why would we? And I understand that, and I think there's plenty of Oklahoma State fans and that feel the exact same way. It just feels like the OSU
1: side of things is – for, for lack of a better term, butthurt is, is kind of h- how I feel like it's the, the attitude over there. It's almost as if they don't even want to entertain the idea, Teddy, until OU publicly comes out and says, All right, we screwed up, okay? We should have let you know about this. We apologize. We want to apologize out in front of everyone. We threw you under the bus. We did that. Like it, It's almost like OSU wants this big, giant apology for OU when all OU was trying to do was look out for the best interest of themselves. I, I, I just... It seems pretty far off in the major sports of us getting anything going. Right.
3: I don't I, – I, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen, but you never know. Things can turn in college sports really quickly, and the first thing that's going to change really quickly is if the big boy Division One football stuff happens and a massive uh, percentage of – those tv deals are going to players because all the other sports right now i mean we talked about the lsu basket, women's basketball situation seven almost eight million dollars uh in the red that program ran ran on a year they won the national championship i the money for all the other sports comes from football and all of that disposable football income is about start about to start going to the players. And whenever that happens, it, the travel situation for all of your other sports and your your coaching salary for all your other sports like everything all of a sudden is going to look a whole heck of a lot different. And whenever that's the case, you're going to be looking for as many cheap close games as you can play.
1: They're gonna be. That uh, would be my opinion. They're gonna be taking flights on uh, what the Cleveland Indians were taking in Major League to, to road games. <laughs> the duck, the 757 duct seven five seven to Seattle with <laughs> the
3: duct tape on it. Yeah. No, no, uh, this uh, is uh, our <laughs> plane rolling in. <laughs> uh. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the Rush coming up. Hanging out Metro Ford of OKC. Come and see us. Remember one point nine percent financing for seventy two months on the Roush, Shelby, and Black Widow F-150s.
0: Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. Chaos returns to Norman this spring, and Oklahoma baseball season tickets are on sale now. Seats start at $90 and include access to all 28 home games, including matchups with Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Baylor, Texas, and more. Join Oklahoma baseball at Dale Mitchell Park all season long for as little as $90. For more information and to reserve your seats today, visit Soonersports.com.
1: Looking for a trusted, locally owned and operated roofing company in Oklahoma? Black Thunder Roofing is a top-rated Home Advisor Elite Service Award winner and recipients of multiple Angie Superior Service Awards. They can do it all. Black Thunder also does free inspections and estimates. Locally operated in Norman and Edmond, Black Thunder Roofing serves OKC's metro area south to Purcell, Noble, Blanchard, as well as Yukon, Mustang, Bethany, and Piedmont. Visit BlackThunderRoofing.com or call 405-473-8028 for your free estimate today. Do you like to stand out in a crowd
4: while wearing the best in OU apparel? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands you can wear to work or even dress up events. Lines such as Lululemon, Travis Matthew, FootJoy, Greg Norman, Grayson, or Turtleson with the OU and Jimmy Austin logo are sure to catch everyone's eye. You don't have to be a golfer to shop at Jimmy Austin. They also do corporate special orders for you and your company. Call them today, 405-325-6716, or visit theougolfclub.com for more information.
0: I had an important job and it wasn't just a job, it was keeping my brothers and sisters safe and coming back it felt like kind of thrown away. If it hadn't been for Wounded Warrior Project, I honestly don't know if I would be here. It was like I got my family back again. We all felt the connection like that brother and sisterhood.
3: See how Wounded Warrior Project empowers women veterans like Donna by visiting
0: woundedwarriorproject.org/empowerwomenvets.
4: Water is our most precious resource and something that should be conserved and used wisely. Here are some water conservation tips you can try. In the kitchen, collect the excess water you use to rinse produce and use it to water houseplants. Also, soak your pots and pans instead of letting the water run while you scrape them. Water is life. This message was brought to you by the City of Norman. Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center is one of the leaders in orthopedics and podiatry surgery in the state. With six orthopedic surgeons and one podiatrist, along with on-site PT and one of the largest open MRIs in the state, they are able to diagnose, treat, and help with recovery for a wide range of injuries. With offices located across the state, they are never too far away. Give them a call at 405-364-7900 or visit them on the web at orthonorman.com for appointments or more information.
2: Jeff Lister here with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Have you been looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? We are constantly receiving new inventory and have a wide selection of Silverados and SUVs. At Knippelmeyer, we still do business the same way we have for 63 years. So if we don't have the exact model you're looking for, we'll order it for you, and when it gets here, that's the price you pay. Come see us in Blanchard. Give us a call at 405-485-3333 or check us out on the web
4: at Knippelmeyer.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. So Pickering excelling there. Likely means good things. She drives that one into left center field. Cassidy Pickering goes down. The first OU home run.
2: And how Oklahoma is this? In the first inning of the season,
1: the Sooners go wild. The first home run of the OU softball season goes to Cassidy Pickering, the freshman in her first ever OU at bats she hits a grand slam in the first inning what a story man uh, her first ever collegiate at bat at OU cassidy pickering mm. hits a grand slam as OU goes 2 and 0 today they beat utah valley 13-0 they beat duke a really good duke team 3 to nothing and cassidy pickering i mean if you're starting for ou softball as a freshman yeah dude you're you're really really good but it just felt like one of those moments where you're first ever at bat, you hit a grand slam, it's, hey, here's just an early clue that she's going to be the next, like, star of this program after T.R.A. graduates this year, Hansen, um, uh Jada Coleman, like that group that's going to graduate this year, like Cassidy Pickering probably a part of that next group of stars here.
3: Right. What What do you th- – Is so was she one of those top – yeah. Players that yep. came in. And yep, yep. 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 Is she a infielder? Do you know what she is? Uh let me see where she
1: started in her uh first game. I think maybe she started in the outfield, um in uh, or maybe she was D H in that first game. But it was a three oh count, man. Like normally three oh counts it's you're you're taking all the way, especially with the bases loaded, right? Three oh count mm-hmm. in your first ever at bat, you got the green light and you send it the other way for a grand slam. It's pretty cool, man.
3: Think uh Coach Gasso's down there on the third base line given the uh given the green light. That's awesome. Zane
1: says really Pickering cool. went two for two against Duke with an RBI, so in her first four at bats, she went three for four with a home run and six RBIs. Jeez. Welcome to the sports. Yeah, that,
3: her her other at bat against Duke was or not Duke, uh in in you, the first game was yeah. a sacrifice fly, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So she had a sure. she had a day. And and if you missed the opening segment of the show, we kinda we use that grand slam to talk about the best debuts in OU history that we could think of. And I mentioned Tommy Harris's first game against North Carolina. Just destroys their offensive line in their backfield in his very first play. Sam right. Bradford was twenty one of twenty three with three touchdowns in his first game. He broke Heupel's record for passing yardage in a half, and he also uh, tied Jason White for 18 straight completions. AD had a heck of an outing, or a debut. 16 carries for 100 yards and a touchdown, 35-yard touchdown run. Baker had four total touchdowns in his debut, um, but the the one that we really settled on was Jalen Hurts. Six total touchdowns in his debut at OU. Not his freshman debut, but his first ever game. Three passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns, 332 passing yards, and 176 rushing yards as well.
3: It's pretty tough to, to, to top there. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. DeMarco, though, impressive. DeMarco
1: had five touchdowns in his first game at OU. The same game that uh, Sam, uh, Sam's first game, 07 against North Texas, DeMarco had five touchdowns in that game.
3: <laughs> five touchdowns. Five wow. touchdowns
1: and 87 rushing yards.
3: Man, I'm telling you right now, mm. we have to have a game-changing running back. We have to. I don't know who it's going to be. Um you know, maybe it's the the transfer Franklin Maybe it's Sawchuck. Maybe Barnes is, you know, back to what what it looked like he was his his true freshman year. Um, Maybe it's the the five-star freshman coming in. But we have to have a game-changing running back. Have to. We're not – we are not good enough at all of the other spots right now to just be okay at running back. We need a game changer.
1: Someone that can run through trash, and that didn't happen throughout the first six, seven games last year, you know? I mean, I that, yeah. I mean, that's, that doesn't mean that you're a great running back if you can just run through the trash, but that was even an issue for OU last year. They, they weren't breaking any tackles, man. I mean, just, just simple tackles that you think you should run out of. They weren't doing it, and if you look at national championship teams, like, look at this year, man. Michigan had two really good running backs Blake Corham, obviously, but Donovan Edwards, he probably starts at about 98% of other
3: college football teams out there. That's right, yeah. Um, And it's been – Eric Gray had a great season last year, um, but outside of the season that Eric Gray put together last year, it's kind of been a little bit since – We've had someone consistently put a full season together of dependable, top-notch running back play. Oh, Unless been, I'm
1: forgetting something, has it been 2016? Is the last time they've had like because Rodney Anderson well, had a hell of a 2017 season, but that really started about halfway through the year.
3: Yeah, and then uh, like Ramondre Stevenson was great. Well, was that 2020? But yep, you know he didn't come in until the back back portion of the season. he I think he missed like the first six games or something in a shortened season. Um, so it's been a while since we've had someone start to finish put together a a top-notch season. Outside of uh, of what Eric Gray did last year. Eric Gray had a hell of a season last year. Kennedy Brooks was good,
1: pretty good in 2018. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, yep. Because Ronnie Anderson got hurt early that season against UCLA and then – Kennedy Brooks ended up having a really good year. Also helped that you have Kyler Murray as well. But, yeah, man, I mean, I, I, I'll take just one right now, but I can think of some really good teams recently that had not just one but two high-level backs. Georgia had yeah. two high-level backs when they beat OU in the Rose Bowl and we're just a couple of plays away from winning the national championship. Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb, that's a really good one-two duo.
3: I can't believe I forgot about Kennedy Brooks. Uh, he was only, uh, I don't know, uh, was he like 400 yards away from being the all-time leading rusher at Oklahoma? Yeah, if he comes back something for, that, like for that. that
1: next year, he, yeah, he probably passes
3: Samaje. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it's it's something that we absolutely have to have. And, you know, I will say that I I like some of the talent that we've got on campus, I like Salchuk. I just, you know, I worry about the durability factor um, with both he and Barnes. He, I, I like what I've seen from from Tatum as a freshman. Freshman can play at running back. That's one of the spots that you can play. Um, you know, I just sometimes it doesn't translate like you'd imagine to the to the college rank. So we'll see on that. And with Franklin, I know they seem to be they' I think they're really high on him. They they took him early. They took him right out of the gate mm-hmm. in the transfer portal. So, you know, I'm open to to seeing something. I the film didn't just pop whenever I watched some of his stuff for at Tennessee Martin, but you know, I'm willing to to hopefully see what what goes on there, and then you know, throw in Caleb Hicks or or any of the other guys that need to factor into the mix. Um, I mean, I think we got plenty of talent. It just needs to start to
1: show up. I think the running back discussion is an interesting one because the thought in the NFL for a while now has been, yeah, those guys are – it's good to have a really good running back, but for the most part, good running backs are kind of a dime a dozen. And I feel like that Mm -hmm. thought has been kind of around in college football as well. And can you find a guy to – carry the ball for you and average four, four and a half yards a carry. I'm I'm sure that you can find a lot of those guys. But high-level running backs, those aren't a dime a dozen. For instance, let's take a look at two SEC teams last year who just had their best years in a long, long time. Ole Miss was, what, an 11-win team last year? Won a New Year Six Bowl game. Everyone's high on Ole Miss going into next year. Well, they had Quinshawn Judkins, maybe their best running back since Deuce McAllister. Guy was high level, right? And then Missouri, yeah. who also won 11 games, their best season since Chase Daniel was picking his nose, they had the guy that was the uh, former walk-on of the year. What was it? Cody Schrader was his name. So, again, can you find running backs who just carry the rock four and a, four and a half yards? Yeah, I, yeah, sure, you can find those guys. But Ole Miss and Missouri had high-level running backs last year. And don't, I mean, don't don't let it fool you. The, the bigger pieces of the equation than some might say. I especially Quinshon Judkins. I think he was first team All SEC the past two seasons. Big reason for Ole Miss' yeah. success.
3: Well, I mean, I know what the NFL thinks about running back, but let's not forget the number one running back in the NFL uh, by a long stretch is Christian McCaffrey. And he's playing in the Super Bowl this weekend. Yeah, he's so. Good. Um, dude had uh, 5.4 yards per carry, and in the NFL, that is one hell of a number.
1: Nine one eight. You guys want a running back? The guy they didn't give a scholarship to was pretty good. Mentioning uh, Talwee Walker there, in case Tawie. you didn't pick up that.
3: Yeah. Well. Uh... I would
1: feel the exact – I I like Tawie Walker as a player. I I really do. Do I wish he was still around? Yeah, I I, I do. I wouldn't feel any – I wouldn't feel different about the conversation, though, that we're having right now if Tawie Walker was still on the roster. That's right. Because what we're talking about is a high-level running back that down in, down out is a threat to break off a huge run. And I think that there would have been a role for Tawie Walker within the offense next year for sure. But he's not Agreed. the guy that we're talking about that they that they need moving forward.
3: It's still interesting. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how the ins and outs of, of everything operate up there. I I don't know what the reasoning is behind that, but the only thing I can hope is that that move was the right move and they're able to replace that spot that he had on the team with a better one and i I don't know i mean last year it didn't seem like that player was on the on campus on the roster like talking about durability physicality now i know i say durability he did have the ankle and missing some time um i don't know I don't know. I I think that he's a good, solid player, and I think he'll do uh, do well. Where did he end up? Was he, he at Yeah,
1: Wisconsin is where he ended up. Where it's like, okay. like the moment that happened, it was oh, I the rushing yards next. Like Wisconsin just seems like a perfect spot. It's easy. They're going to yeah. have a boatload of touchdowns, or he's going to rush for twelve hundred yards next
3: year. Maybe both. And what, so he went there, and then uh, Marcus Major went to Minnesota. Yeah, correct. Right. So. Like, I think both of those guys are probably going to programs that traditionally fit their style of running a little bit better than what we were doing you know and I don't know i whatever it is whoever it is it it has to happen we can't i mean it was a obvious shortcoming of our team last year just in the big 12 not even talking about college football as a whole just in the big 12 i mean you know we were we're not near the top at running back we need to be. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left here from Metro Ford of OKC. Sound off
0: any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. T- join Toby. You have an amazing ability to be irritating, you know that? And TJ. Yeah, I know. Friday, February 9th from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. My very best friend in the entire world, T to the J Perry on the other side of the glass. I think I just proved (laughs) who the true influencer is in this state. At Neighborhood Jam on Main Street in Norman. They're starting to serve breakfast now here at Neighborhood Jam. That's some dadgum good stuff right there. (laughs) As we celebrate 20 years of the T-Row in the Morning Show. TJ. Yes? I'm going to trust you here to do the right thing no, so are the listeners <laughs> the show will be packed with special guests great stories and memories
4: hey ricky i appreciate talking to you today
0: toby you're a loser it's the t-row in the morning show 20th anniversary celebration for real yo he dripping i like that let me write down for real yo he dripping with toby and tj friday february 9th at neighborhood jam in norman
1: Take off with an exciting career in the aerospace industry. At Francis Tuttle, we're shaping futures with our aerospace composite and fabrication class. Dive into hands-on training, mastering cutting-edge materials and techniques. In just one month, gain the skills you need to join the growing aerospace industry. Our composites and fabrication classes are now forming. Visit us at www.francistuttle.edu slash aerospace and enroll today. Francis Tuttle, training the future workforce today.
3: Hey Norman, it's Monica Perez from Valiance Bank, one of your few locally-owned banks in town. We stand by our local businesses making dreams a reality. Whether you're scaling up operations, starting fresh, or managing your personal finances, Valiance Bank offers tailored solutions to fit your unique needs. We're committed to making your banking experience exceptional. Come see us here in Norman or visit us at valiance.bank to get banking solutions that suit your needs. Member FDIC.
1: People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a
0: stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps
1: students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend.
0: Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org invest.
2: A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad
3: Council. More than 600,000 Oklahomans have disabilities. We can't afford to leave great employees behind just because they do things differently.
1: Who we are and what we accomplish
3: are much more important.
1: Hire an Oklahoman with a disability
3: and gain dependability, commitment, and lower turnover. Reach out, Oklahoma Rehabilitation Services, okdrs.gov, 1-800-845-8476.
4: Do you like to stand out in a crowd while wearing the best in OU apparel? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands you can wear to work or even dress up events. Lines such as Lululemon, Travis Matthew, FootJoy, Greg Norman, Grayson, or Turtleson with the OU and Jimmy Austin logo are sure to catch everyone's eye. You don't have to be a golfer to shop at Jimmy Austin. They also do corporate special orders for you and your company. Call them today 405-325-6716 or visit theougolfclub.com for more information.
2: Coach Stoops here for Van Hoos Fence. If you want to work with the best local fence company and get championship service, contact my friend Mark and the Van Hoos Fence team. Van Hoos Fence gives each customer the most professional craftsmanship and competitive pricing in Oklahoma. From wood to chain link to vinyl. To metal fences, the Van Hoos Fence team does it all. Contact the Fencing All Americans at Van Hoos Fence 405 735 1167 or
1: vhfence.com. Final hour on Thursday. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Speaking of running backs, happy Adrian Peterson Day to you and everyone out there who celebrates this, this day. 2 8 on the calendar. It's Adrian Peterson Day, huh. unless you'd rather it be Danny Stutzman Day.
3: Uh, can it not be both?
1: Adrian Peterson and Danny Stutzman Day. Yes, it can be. Am I forgetting another number? great uh, another Danny great Peterson
3: or Adrian Stutzman. Which one sounds better? You
1: got to keep the last name Stutzman. It's got to be. How about <laughs> A.D. Stutzman? How about that? Hey, there you go. There you go. Good stuff. Just find another Adrian Peterson. It can't be that hard, right? sitting here talking about running backs and what they got to do. Yeah, just find another AD.
3: Problem solved. Tell me what do you think about the Tatum kid? Don't give me what he was ranked or I uh, tell me what you think he's going to do.
1: I think he's going to come here and be a star. I don't know why you're so down on him
3: on Taylor Tatum. I'm not I'm not down on him at, at all. I just don't know.
1: Well, I don't think I have no he's idea. I don't think that he's going to have, you know, 20 years from now, hey, it's Taylor Tatum Day, like we are Adrian Peterson Day. But I, I think he's it, – it, it seems to me, like, what's his elite skill set? Um, I think that's a good question. I, I just think he has a lot of really good skill sets as a as, as a running back. You know, I, I think okay. he's just really good all the way around. I, I I don't think he'll be the leading ball carrier next year. I'm going to guess by year two. Year two is when we're really talking about Taylor Tatum being a major factor in the offense. Because I still think next year it's Gavin Sawchuk and then Sam Franklin would be my early guesses as your 1-2 next year. Okay. Then whatever happens to Barnes. I mean, Barnes is kind of like, – the running back spot next year, he seems to be the real wild card. Because if if it finally clicks for him, he's going to be in the mix, dude. But this is kind of – like it, it better click for him or – He's going to get passed up by a few young
3: players. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I mean, I guess I would say that probably rarely is like the number one running back in the country in recruiting like a total whiff. I mean, I feel like running back is probably one that's. M- maybe fairly easy to hit on you know what I'm saying I mean I guess there's there's never evaluating offensive
1: linemen probably
3: a lot more difficult than
1: evaluating who the best running backs are sure
3: yeah so I don't know I mean I'm 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 optimistic I just I I, you know I've seen some highlights and stuff it's hard to carry that forward and 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 no but like if he's ranked the number one running back in the country, that's you should be able to have a pretty big impact from him right away.
1: I can go back and look on rivals to see who the number one back was. let me let, let me start in 2021 so we've had some time here to let the okay. career develop. <laughs> number one in the 2021 class was kamar Wheaton. Who signed with Alabama, okay. but is no longer there. Remember that whole saga. Okay.
3: Yeah, where did he end up? We faced him SMU. this year. SMU.
1: Yeah, he was at SMU last was, okay, year. Okay, SMU, that's right. Zach Evans uh, was at TCU out of the 2020 Stud. class. 2019 really good. running back was Trace Sanders, who ended up at Alabama. Okay. Okay. 2018 was Zamir White, who ended up at Georgia. He was not okay. a... Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb guy, but I think he ended up having an okay career. Here we go, 2017. Now we're getting good. Najee Harris, who ended up at Alabama and was a first-round pick to the Steelers.
3: Solid. Really solid player.
1: 26 was B.J. Emmons, who was at Alabama. I do not remember him or if he stayed there for very long. 2015 yeah. was Damian Harris, who had a pretty good career at Alabama. Jeez, is Alabama getting the number one back every single year? God. Yeah. Then Leonard Fournette in 2014. Yeah. So there were, some, there were some misses in there, but there were some really good players there at the top.
3: Yeah. I, you know, I, it's – a lot of those, it's guys going to Alabama, and it's, you know, it's kind of hard to get on the field there. It doesn't necessarily mean that those guys weren't really good players, but I don't know. I'm I'm watching – taylor tatum's highlight reels right now from the 2023 season and i mean he looks really good he's he looks strong he looks compact he's got breakaway speed He looks like he's got pretty good vision so i mean you you hope it translates but It's a totally different game, man, and nothing's guaranteed.
1: I'm optimistic. The Longview uh, pipeline has been good to OU, so have faith in that. Malcolm Kelly, Trent Williams, you know, that's worked out well from Longview.
3: Maybe he'll be the next one. I really like – I still like Caleb Hicks. I, 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 you know, when I went to training camp practices last year at running back, when Caleb Hicks was in there, I was like, who is that dude? He looked really good. Now, uh, I'm sure there was a ton of mistakes that was mixed in there and probably hit the freshman wall at some point and probably had some frustration built up at at some point. I don't know, but he has the physical capabilities to be an absolute stud I hope he has a good offseason and puts it all together and is a guy that can maybe factor in.
1: Well, you said if there was probably some mistakes mixed in. You wouldn't have had to wonder if there was mistakes mixed in if you are at practice. The, the way I understand that DeMarco coaches the position in practice, you, you would have known rather quickly if he was making well, mistakes.
3: I wasn't really saying like at that day. I was just saying like in, in, in camp, it's one thing to look good whenever the ball's in your hand. It's another thing to you know what are you doing in protections are you running the right route progressions or like there's a lot of other things that can be going wrong like throughout camp but when I saw him with his ball with the ball in his hand, he looked really good like an inside drill and stuff like that. so
1: it is uh, it is ad Stutzman day 2 eight on the calendar, but text line says what about Antonio Perkins he was number 28. Mm. correct legendary punt returner underrated corner. And then um, one of your faves, dude,
3: George Cumbie, number 28. Oh, yeah. George Cumbie's legit, man. I'm telling you. George Cumbie is, you know, there's players at Oklahoma that played, um, you know, and it's hard. We like to think you can take all current players and they'd be able to play If you move them era back, they'd be able to play. But sometimes you wonder about moving, you know, eras forward. And obviously, in different circumstances, all those guys would be able to play. But George Comby is one that you could pluck from 1970s and insert into the lineup today. And the dude would not miss a beat at all. Not one bit. Stud. Stud. All right. Quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We will wrap things up here for Metro Ford of OKC next. Sound off any
0: time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury and.